0: Hi, this is Day for Night with Karina Tzvich, a series that looks at the intersection between theatre and poetry in the Edgelands in the wilderness. In today's episode, I'm going to continue uh, reading from the collection entitled Jarman, All This Maddening Beauty and Other Plays published by Intellect Books and distributed in the U.S. by the University of Chicago Press. Uh, This is a collection with three plays. Uh, And so I'm going to read from... I read from Jarman, the last episode. So I'm going to read from The Orphan Sea. The Orphan Sea is a play composed of... spells, I call them. And there are about, there are a lot of them, (laughs) so it's about 37, 38, 38 official spells in a coda. And they're basically a series of poems that look at uh, Penelope and Odysseus, sort of through time, out of time. It's a play about homecoming, and borders, and crossings, and and Google Earth, (laughs) and Cairo's time, uh, and many things. Uh, In some ways, a lot of it is about distance. And I think one of the reasons I was thinking about the Orphan Sea is that I recently had a reading of it with some students. And you were doing it over Zoom and the zoom platform and so much i've forgotten that so much of the play is about uh, voices in the play it doesn't have speakers but voices that are confounded and contending with uh vast distances one from the other and are trying to communicate through those distances. So interestingly enough. So this is a spell number 27, and it's called Earth Shiver. Penelope, who who searches for the lover long gone, finds the lover. This morning, I found my lover upon the earth after years of digging, after weeks of being told perhaps the body was no longer here, after days of refusing to believe my lover would never be found. It was early. The sun was beaming. I was a little hungover from the night before. The buzz of sweet wine on my lips uncommon of me to drink well over drink with wine, no less, but there you have it. With the blaze of sun against my skin I walked unsteadily toward the dirty grass, when suddenly there was my lover stretched out upon the earth whispering to me. At first, I thought it was the drink. It was all due to the drink and that my lover was not there at all. But as I drew closer, it was clear. This body was my lover's body. These bones were my lover's bones. This history was mine. Earth shivered my lover to me. Earth had listened to my cries after all this time. I wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the Earth. But on this morning of sun, I had no words. Spell number 28 In the silence of your stare across the room of many rooms, your want pressing against my flesh, your everything here like the pulse of rain. Hold me, you said, as if whispers were all. And I, too drunk for reason, did as I was told. Your heart in my mouth, your stomach in my arms, your sex in mine. Your heart in my mouth, your stomach in my arms, your sex in mine. Your heart in my mouth, your stomach in my arms, your sex in mine. Like then, back then. In times of old wars, when we held each other close, too close, because we knew nothing else. Even if, through it all, yes, we questioned love. A little section, two sections from The Orphan Sea. And I'm going to close out today's episode with um, an excerpt from a book. Gorgeous play by the Scottish playwright, Linda McLean. Uh, It's a play called Sex and God. And I'm going to thank Dan um, who for alerting me to it. He has been doing this series called Playwrights in Lockdown. And uh, he interviewed Linda. Uh, Gorgeous interview. I urge you to check it out. It's on YouTube. And um, In his introduction to the interview, he talked about this play, Sex and God, which is a play that I did not know. I'd heard about Linda's other work, but uh, for some reason, this play had escaped me. So I want to thank Dan for alerting me to this play. I immediately ran and got it. (laughs) And lo and behold, yes, it is an astonishing piece of work. So this is a section from Sex and God by Linda McLean. When you wish on a star you find the right words, don't you? It seems somehow very important to get the words exactly right. Or your wish might go astray or be altered. You say, I want to be a princess and have a coach and horses and beautiful dresses like Cinderella. or. I wish it was Christmas every day or I wish grandpa wouldn't die or something like that. Everybody wishes their own thing in their own way, but this this prayer in a church in Italy is a physical thing. I don't know if I can tell you the words even now. A single rush of a wish that explodes out of me before it can find the words to speak itself. My heart skips a beat and then lurches in an entirely unfamiliar manner. And I know. I've been asleep for a long time. No, not asleep. Like asleep, but with no rest. He sat on his chair and he says, I don't think I can get up today. He gets smaller and smaller, with every day I work and study. I work harder and sit exams. I work more and study more. I pass more exams. He gets littler and littler. Something in my mind flutters. What about work? What will they say? Doesn't matter what they say. He says, I can't get up today. You go and tell them. Butterflies? Every now and then, every now and again, someone comes along with a small cup of something thick and sweet that has a taste of cough syrup and when it doesn't come I cry where are my children who has my children where are you taking me where is my man where is my man is he dead he must be dead I run to the hotel run as fast as I can through the wet feet knocking against my rib cage sometimes I come home and he's curled up on the floor like a dog I'm still wearing my slippers but it's too late to do anything about it what will I say he is ill and can't come to work who will I say it to I can't say it to the cook because she has hates the head porter and I can't say it to the head porter because I can't go into the hall and I can't say it to the manager because he doesn't know I'm married to the coachman because he doesn't like that kind of thing and besides I'm wearing my slippers I wish I'd remembered to put on my hat People have only got so long to look at you, so if you're wearing a hat, that's all they've time to see. There's something moving inside me. God, God, was all the time spent trying and measuring and timetabling the heart out of what we were. Was all that for nothing? Tell me. I will be good, God, I promise. Cross my heart. Cross my heart. It isn't the drink, I say. He's ill. I say to the underporter. Well, when will he be back? He says. I'll have to tell him upstairs. That's why he'll want to know. You know, he sent one of the waiters packing last week, and all he did was take a drink after hours. Your man had better watch it. You'll be in tomorrow, I say. I promise. Well, he can't be that sick then. He says, He's the underporter. He's the underporter. And now he's looking at me as if I owe him a favor. He wants me to know that I'm below the lowest of the porters. Even when he hits me, I can tell something has gone out of it for him. I won't cry anymore. I promise. I look down in terrible anger. God, let me be silent. And I see my slippers, my wet slippers, and so does he. I'll be in the kitchen every now and again, he says, when the cook's not about. I'll be expecting something extra from you. No more drink, God. No more pills. No bad thing will pass my lips, I swear. I'm not surprised when the results come back. Something has changed. My children, if I could just see them. This once, this once, this once, this once. I promise I'll be good. He says something, something that's almost good. Good will come to the righteous, because they have to be fed and cared for. I don't know how. You think you're better than me, he says. I don't know, don't. I forget. I know you intend me for a purpose, and it isn't mine to question. But I don't want to stay here. But I don't want to stay here. At first I'm keeping it as a surprise, and then it becomes a secret, a weird secret, between me and the baby inside. Why does no one come to see me? Am I not good, God? of voices from Sex and God by Linda McLean um there are four women in this play and they are cross temporalities um and ages um so uh forgive me for not um saying which one was which but I do hope you read the play pick it up it's a gorgeous piece I'm sure you can find it on your in your booksellers um It's published by Nick Hearn Books. And that's today's episode. This is about always, about you and I here in the theater. You there in the dark and I here wondering who you are. Listener support is appreciated, so if you're listening to the episodes and wish to click on the button that says support (laughs) on whatever platform you're listening to us on and please do Uh, as I promise I might be doing some absolutely raw new material soon so uh, stay tuned for that Uh, in any case be well thanks for listening to day for night